Brendan Gennetti. And I'm Devin O'Haran. And you are listening to Music You're Missing. And we are so excited to bring you Fly By Midnight. Fly By Midnight is an indie pop duo that is on fire right now. Yes, they are. They just announced a U.S. tour with Jake Miller, which is kicking off in September. They've been releasing new music every month despite the pandemic. And they just dropped a crazy one-take music video for their latest track, Tragedy. Before we get them on the line, if this is your first time tuning in to Music You're Missing, welcome. Yes, we both are music industry professionals who interview and playlist some of our favorite rising artists. Tracks from Fly By Midnight are streaming atop the Music You're Missing playlist that is on Spotify. Also, before we get them on the line, we just want to give a special thanks to Playlist Push for sponsoring this episode. Playlist Push helps independent artists and small record labels get their music heard by playlist curators and music influencers directly. I know that we personally have discovered some really great artists on the site, and of course, we've added them to the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist. And for a limited time, you can use the code MYMPOD for 10% off your next Playlist Push campaign. With that being said, let's get Fly By Midnight on the line. We are joined with Fly By Midnight. How's it going, guys? Hi. Hello. Great to be here. So this is probably one of the uh, longest booked or like the interim between when we booked it and when it actually went um, we, that we've yeah. had. So I've been looking forward to this for like two months. I'm so excited. Brendan's really been hey. prepping. Yeah. So, <laughs> a lot. Appreciate that. No, when you guys reached out, you know, like we're always, I feel like, this sort of format's like the, the new cool thing because there's only so many times you could write how you guys met in like a press article. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and this is something like, you know, we love speaking about our process and we love meeting, you know, like-minded uh, people in the industry too. So yeah, yeah, we're stoked to be here, guys. We do have to say one thing before we start. Uh, congratulations on the wedding. How is uh, married life going? <laughs> I not to flick you off, but yeah, <laughs> almost put the wrong finger up. No, it's been amazing. Thank you for uh, saying that. I appreciate it. Being not, not the one getting married, but for the rest of our friends and even for myself, it was it was surprisingly more emotional than I think we all expected it to be. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm Slave. I'm going to blow you up, but uh, obviously Slave was crying because he he's an emotional guy. Um, but I I didn't expect like some of our like most uh not crying friends were just bawling i i, I caught jake miller crying in the audience <laughs> it was just a, a lot of people were crying it was a beautiful thing yeah. funny story to that too um which i know it was a joke at the time but my brother was my best man obviously but uh i remember breaking the news to justin because he was in the wedding party but he wasn't the best man and i remember him <laughs> having a moment where he like was shocked and he's like okay that makes sense yeah well, well the the running joke too was that they were going to ask me to sing uh, and I kept waiting for them to ask me to sing, but no one asked me to sing. Um, but frankly, I'm with Slavo 24-7, and I'm with his wife now so much that I, I would imagine that that was their day, and they're pretty bored of me to begin with. So, uh, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. You got to give them at least one day. You're the lifelong third wheel. How does that make you feel, honestly? <laughs> you know what? It would suck if I didn't love his wife. Um, oh. but, but I do. So it's And we're like brothers. And, uh, and honestly, now... My girlfriend, his uh, wife are tight, and we're actually having a double birthday this weekend for Slavo and my girlfriend. Um, and what's cool is uh, Slavo's wife and I celebrate our birthdays together, and Slavo celebrates his birthday with my girlfriend. So it's like a... Wait, that is, that's that so is really funny. weird. It's also weird. So you, both of your names are Justin, too. That's all. You guys have some like weird little coincidences that happen. Yeah, we we uh, they keep surfacing. There's a bunch of random stuff from our past that we're like, that's really weird. That's really weird. Didn't we both have an like embarrassing video of us tap dancing and we're not we're not dancers <laughs> by any means. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, the new music video might tell you wrong. Yeah, it might tell you otherwise. For no dancing. A lot of rehearsal and uh, Brooke <laughs> choreographed and it was in the video. She, she was very helpful with all that. Yeah, that was a very interesting experience. You know, we constantly want to challenge ourselves to stay interested in, you know, fly by. We've been doing this for five years and um, that that definitely challenged us in ways that I, I don't, we, I give dancers a whole new sort of credit because uh, even like knowing where to like move your arm at a certain point was such a, like a mind block, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole thing was one shot. I think you said it took about 14 tries. That's not that many. I feel like you got to give yourself a pat on the back. What was like much. the closest you got? And then it, it went hit the fan. We had, so to break it down, we wanted to shoot at a certain time of day. So we only had so much time. Um, we had seven takes after that had just complete flubs and we just stopped midway through. And then the other seven, we actually got all the way through. There was take uh, off the clip. It was take 20 and 21 that we thought were actually good, that were usable. And I think we ended up going with 20. So we had two like solid takes, which yeah. is for us, I guess, more. And um, and like Slava said, we were shooting for like a golden hour. So there really was, yeah. even the ones that we did quite okay with, um, uh, they were kind of brighter in the day, and and it just wasn't that that thing. So it was like a a day long thing of practice to to only have maybe like five uh, that we could like really go for. And yeah, I mean, I mean, there there's so many stories we could tell about that one, but. You know, uh, we were so dirty that <laughs> uh, that our feet were absolutely black. And uh, and the next day I came into the studio, I told Slavo, like, hey, man, I was kind of panicking. Um, I was showering later at night after the video and I couldn't get this off me. And I'm thinking like dirt should come right off you. But it, it turned out I think it was coal or like a burnt material that we were covered in and I was <laughs> at it for like an hour straight to try to get it off. There yeah. was three things. It was the, the dirt aspect. There was... Uh, mosquitoes and bugs that we didn't expect yeah. no one brought True. bug spray so that was really annoying i'm sure like in all the other takes you see when it's not on the actual shot there's us just like doing this <laughs> and there's a third thing oh the whole thing was like on an incline and i don't think we knew that from the references when uh, uh of us going there beforehand so the whole time we're like obviously used to being on normal flat surfaces yeah doing this, <laughs> of uh, course doing this yep. little dance and uh yeah, it was a little bit of a challenge. There's some takes where we're like leaning and stuff, and it's funny. Yeah, it, it, it was a, a very interesting video to say the least. But our crew and Brooke and everyone, they were just genuinely excited about the song and and uh, and, and the idea we had in mind. And uh, it just it was very cool to see it come to life. How long did you have to train for the actual choreo itself? Because I know you guys said you weren't uh, dancers. <laughs> we had I think three or four rehearsals. Uh, was it th yeah, I think it was three. Yeah. And it was really cool for us. I mean, we go in the studio and we're like New York guys. So we're like straight to work. Let's get, get things rolling. And every time we got to the dance rehearsal, well, the first time it really threw us off because we weren't expecting it. But Brooke like turned all the lights down, put on this drone music. And like we had like this 10 minute uh, ritual where like you would just stand there with your eyes closed and she would like have us shake parts of our body just to like become one with our body. And we were like, I don't know what the hell is happening, but it's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, it, it is funny. Our, like, New York mindset. I remember while we, the first time we did it, the first 10 minutes, my eyes are closed. And I'm like, how many hours do we have this rehearsal studio for? <laughs> you know, it's always so go, go. And, but fr frankly, her process was great because it kind of took us, um, like, out of our own heads, I think. 
for, for a minute. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you guys produce direct star in your own music videos and whatnot. Cause I mean, you're at a point in your career where I can imagine you don't have to. <laughs> so I'm just like wondering, you know, why is it important for you to kind of hone that creative process? Uh, I think our, our budgets, we still try to be really smart about stuff. Um, just for the sake of living off of our career at this point. But um, I think it's really cool that, you know, we started off doing Flap and Midnight this way and it's really created this like natural brand for us. Like when you see a Flap and Midnight video, it feels like something that we did. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, I guess for us, besides, you know, monetary reasons, uh, just the fact that it, it naturally just feels like us and our fans can immediately relate to something that we've done um, is really cool because I think if we started bringing in um, too many brains and like different stuff. It, yeah, it just wouldn't feel as genuine as the stuff we're already doing. Yeah, I think Slavo said that like the, the best. I I feel like for us too, like our, there are fans of ours that gravitate towards the idea that we are creating and directing and editing all the content and the artworks. Like we're we're working on an artwork right now for the next single. You know, like it is. It's very much from our mind, you know, straight out into the world. And, mm -hmm. and I think there there's a lot of artists that you know, their vision gets diluted by um, too many cooks in the kitchen. And and, uh, and and we're also like, you know, Fly By Midnight is our like brainchild, you know? So we are very protective of it and we love bringing on collaborators, but um, collaborators that really kind of understand the, the vision. Yeah. And it's fun too. I mean, it's a whole other thing. You know, we're in the studio working on music all the time. It's, it's cool to take a step back and you know, use that different creative side of our brain. We kind of feel that same way too. Like we, as you can see, we now have like a fancy studio, but we're super anal about kind of, well, Brendan. I'm anal. <laughs> and anytime anyone has to like, you know, put their input in cause you want to take like any type of critique that you can get, but also, you know, they're not the ones who created what you created. You're the reason that fly by midnight exists in the first place. So I totally understand, you know, wanting to kind of be in control when you can. Our first video we uh like ever we outsourced it to a good friend of ours who was a videographer it came out quite beautiful um but it just didn't feel like it was like this sounds very artistic integrity whatever but it genuinely didn't feel like it, it came from us and um our production team at the time we were signed to a production team very early on and they were like this looks great and we were like you know what we're gonna go out in the hallway and we're gonna set up our iphone and we're gonna film the video and they were furious and, uh, and we ended up uploading that one and it did quite well. And from that point on, we were like, we just got to really trust our gut. And uh, as many, I mean, I could talk your ear off all, you know, all day about how many major labels have told us certain things that we've contradicted and succeeded at. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you kind of need to wear blinders to a certain degree. And the fact that we can make all the videos ourselves and stuff kind of allows us to do that. Yeah. Speaking of, of labels, you guys have been in the game for quite some time, and I know you remain unsigned to a record label, but do you guys have a publishing deal? Yeah, yeah we, uh, over the pandemic, we were really uh, fortunate to uh, sign with uh, Prescription Songs. Nice. And uh, that was really cool. I mean, it was one of those things where, you know, we were kind of stuck at home. It was like we were questioning how the year was going to go, as everyone was. And <laughs> um, we just kept working our ass off indoors and, and, uh, managed to negotiate a deal with them and they've been amazing. They're, they're really cool. But on the, uh, the artist side. Yeah. I mean, we had, um, over the pandemic as well, we had a, a small EP deal, which is the plus one EP that we have out, um, with snafu records. They're based out of Sweden and, um, it was a cool experience. I mean, for us, it was really nice because it wasn't tying us down, uh, for a lengthy amount of time. Um, and it was a cool taste of like what it would be like, you know, in some respect to be at a label. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, did we love it? 
maybe not so much, but it was cool, like I said, to experience it. And uh, now that we're back to being Indian, it's amazing that we can technically work on a song tomorrow and release it, you know, the next day. And yeah, um, it's it's nice to have that freedom. I I think, I, I think Snafu was a great learning uh, process, like Slavo said, because uh, truthfully, the people there we love, I still talk to them all the time. And it, but it's really the label infrastructure to some degree, no matter how big, no matter how small. And they believed in us. We were never told, like, do your sound like this or anything like that. Yeah, we don't really, we really don't have those horror stories. We're very grateful for that. But it just still it felt like um, we were moving too slow still. Um, and, and I think the best way to summarize this was we had, you know, several meetings at Epic Records and uh, and, and we love their, their team over there. But a great quote from one of their A&Rs was, I feel like if you got if I sign you guys today, you're gonna hate me tomorrow, uh, because we, we just move at a, a certain pace that mm-hmm. um, that our fans have grown accustomed to from us. And and it's, one day we're not opposed to major labels, but I think one day there's gonna be a team that just kind of just give us the full reins and let us let us kind of run, you know. Um, but the cool thing about prescription is that, like Salevo said, it, it happened during the pandemic, but. You know, we have been speaking to publishers for a while um, and we never wanted to dive into that too soon because that's like that's a commitment. Yeah. You know, we're, we're with prescription for, for kind of a while. Um, but the cool thing about them was we've been working with them uh, inadvertently for like the past three years. Some of our most successful songs were written with their people already. Um, we, we've co-wrote songs like Lovely with um, with their writers in Nashville and uh and the list kind of goes on so we've actually been on email threads with them for a while and it it honestly um to kind of pull the curtain um i called one of the a and r's there from that i got his number from an email byline and i said hey you know we have two publishing deals on the table and we don't love these companies do you guys want to play ball and he said i didn't even know you guys were unpublished and then we had a deal about a week after um that's awesome and that so, it's moved so fast. Yeah. And you're like, this is on my terms. We're calling you. Yeah, I feel that like that's stuff. super important for like anyone that is listening that is an independent artist is like, those are moves that you can make. You're not confined to just because you get one offer. It's not the say all be all. I feel like it's comparative to like any business, right? Or like any person out there trying to get a job. The only way you're going to get a job is if you reach out and, mm-hmm. you know, get the interview or get the, uh, yeah, the job offer. So yeah, you got to build your, your opportunities. I think. You know, Slavo and I are really grateful that we're surrounded by people that um, deflate any ego that could be bubbled, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, and we're constantly, you know, very humbled that, yeah, I mean, we, we were lucky to get one festival and we said, how can we get two more and let's go backstage and, you know, hang out with some people. And from one conversation, we got two more major festivals like and that's not to discredit our talent, but that I think it, it's a very different muscle that, you know, we, we try to flex in the industry. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's an important one, too, if you actually want to start seeing, like, revenue from the things that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So, you guys just announced the Hi, I Missed You tour with Jake Miller. It's kicking off in September. How stoked are you to finally get back on the road after, like, practically two years out of it? It's going to be incredible, yeah. We uh, just saw Jake this weekend. We were at the beach together and uh, talking about it, and we're we're all super stoked. He's been on the tour on the road. He's been on tour uh, a bunch for us, this is our first like real tour that we're doing. Yeah. So that's a whole nother level of excitement just to, you know, uh, get some experience in that world. And we did uh, also another pre-recorded thing recently where we actually played live. So it was like our first time really getting back with our drummer and getting on a stage 
And um, minus there not being a crowd at the time, it yeah. was yeah, it was incredible. So really excited. Yeah, and it's and there's like a a culture to to real tour life. Like Salevo and I have done college tours. We've done headliners in New York and L.A. and we've definitely grown a live audience. But I think the fact that we're going to be on a bus together for seven weeks, um, it, it's just a very different experience, you know. Uh, and and we we announced for us uh, specifically, which we're grateful Jake and his team are kind of letting us do our own thing, you mm-hmm. know, um, because being a support act, our job is to get the crowd excited for Jake, you know, and, but you know, him being our best friend and his team being homies that are like, Hey, you know, you guys could do your own VIP thing as well. So we have set up, um, kind of a VIP prior to sound check. We're going to be announcing a secret location at every city where we're going to be meeting up with fans, playing acoustic kind of like face to face and, uh, and taking photos and stuff. And the sales for that have been like, um, just like very, very uh, unexpected, I want to say. Like, <laughs> you know, people want to people want to go to shows. People want to hang out. And Slave and I haven't played a show in years, and we've had um, songs that have done quite well in that that COVID intro. So mm-hmm. it's cool to see the excitement, um, you know, bubbling in that respect. Yeah, that's like such an intimate experience that any true fan is, is going to want to hop on for sure. It's really how you build. A relationship with fans like I've been on tour with some people who don't do meet and greets and everything and I run their VIP experiences and then they'll stand outside their tour bus for hours just like the fans will stand there for hours and the artists will go for like five minutes talk to eat every person in line and that's how you build like yeah these crazy connections like it doesn't matter how much like the tickets are and they want to like interact with you and they love yeah. that you guys doing that before show is insane. And that's rare to have people that are like, <laughs> we want to do so, it. So we're, the, we're the kind of dudes too. Like when we had all the the college shows, I mean, it was so dynamic in uh, a very strange way where one day we'd be performing for 10 people in a cafeteria. And then the next day we'd be at some college festival where we're the headliners and there's like 2000 people in front of us. So um, for us though, when we had those intimate shows, I mean, whether it was 10, 30 people, whatever it was, we would get off the stage, literally introduce ourselves to every single one of them, ask them about, you know, how school is going, stuff like that. Because, I mean, like you said, I mean, making that conversation happen is a huge part of how you remembered. And for us, I mean, it's important, too, because, I mean, we're on the road. We're, we're basically with each other the whole time. We want to connect with <laughs> yeah. lots You need to talk to other people. <laughs> we, we're, we're like brothers. We fight like brothers. We get along like brothers. But I think it will be very cool, too, to have Jake there as well. Cause it really is like every weekend, the three of us are hanging out. We're like three amigos here. And, <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, to, to say he's ecstatic is an understatement too. You know, every day he texts us, um, just cause I, you know, obviously like Slavo said, he tours a lot, but I don't think he's gotten to tour with his best friends mm-hmm. and I'm sure that's a different experience. Yeah. It's like, let the countdown begin. Yeah, That's wait. so nice that all of you get along so well. Because I've been, I've also been on tours where like the opener and the headliner don't even interact. We and they're just to, assholes together. I, I won't like, say, but we talked other. to someone who was on a, a pretty big tour and they didn't talk to the, op- they were technically the opener, but they didn't talk to the headliner at all. Uh, and the headliner was younger than them too, which is kind of awkward. But um, yeah, that, so I couldn't imagine like that has to like affect the actual show that you put on. If there's like that weird tension between the people who are behind the scenes. I, I completely agree. Yeah. I, I think what's cool about this tour coming up with Jake also is that, you know, Jake's fans and our fans know that we have a song together as well, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is on our plus one EP called automatic. And, you know, it, 
sorry, I got to fly in my face. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, and that song is growing leading up to the tour so organically um, that it's also like you're going to see that show and people know we're best friends. You know, you're, you're completely right that there, there is, there's a different feel to that, I think, than like, you know, a label put together these two acts and kind of shoved them on the road together. Yeah. Jake made a comment to me as well uh, in reference to like touring and his past experience. And I guess his normal ritual is while the, you know, the opener and the supporter going, he goes to the gym and that's where he gets like his pump in before he goes on stage. And he's like, dude, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do because I want to watch you guys literally every night. He's like, I, <laughs> I, love, your, I love your music, you know, outside of us being friends. And uh, I thought that was pretty funny. So yeah. we'll have to figure out a time for him to, to get a little workout. Gonna, so he'll have to redo his yeah. whole schedule. Are you guys going to be the reason Jake Miller gets fat? We get a lot of hate for that. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at the your stops. I just want to talk about, like, at the very beginning, you have five stops in a row. Jacksonville, Tampa, Fort Lauderdale, Orlando, and Atlanta. Oh, baby. What the hell? That has got to be such a bender. How do you even prepare for that? Um, both our families are from in Florida right now. I'm from Florida originally, so we'll we'll ask our moms to make us some nice uh, party meals, and hopefully that'll get us through. And, and knowing our moms, they'll show up at every single venue, <laughs> dinner. They are they are like the because uh, although Slavo's family uh, is in Florida, but Slavo's family is from actually uh, New York and Staten Island, which is where I'm born and raised. Another very weird kind of thing. Um, but yeah, but both New York moms would drive cross country with uh, with like meatloaf. <laughs> it's funny you say that, too, though, because I know we had a conversation recently, actually, where, um, you know, all the shows we've done versus the college shows, it was, you know, it's a one off headliner show in you know, either New York or L.A. And after, you know, the performance, I mean, we'll usually drink and have a good time and stuff and, you know, talk to the fans. And the next day we're usually tired as hell and. Um, sometimes our voice is a little shot, so we're going to have to really be careful uh, how hard we party after shows and stuff. But yeah, it'll be different. We'll have to get used to it and hopefully very quickly. Yeah, I think there is a, a level of conditioning that uh, that we will have to kind of uh, adjust to, even just, you know, outside of partying after, but just kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just keeping the energy going, you know? There, yeah. There's mm -hmm. a lot of energy that needs to be spared for 33 cities so yeah you also have to like block yeah. off the real world too for a little bit like you know you need to be in that mindset of like i need to perform this many times over the next for x sure. amount of weeks you have to be hype at all times <laughs> where are you most excited to go that you haven't been yet or have you been to most places speaking of florida i'm excited uh i guess orlando because that's closer to my hometown but we since flyby started i mean my my family's been begging us to do a show down there and <laughs> i think we did like a, a random little like um social media festival thing a while ago that was kind of weird whatever but um but we yeah we're gonna be going there obviously and uh, i just seeing friends and family and stuff you know that that kind of thing it's it'll be exciting uh yeah i actually think for for me too it's probably orlando i, I think that's gonna be really fun i think um yeah, I mean, going to New York, like I, I've spent my entire life in New York. Um, so to be able to see, I guess, the equivalent of Slavo's uh, family there, a lot of like our close friends are in New York. Mm -hmm. um, and also like like my girlfriend's family's in Virginia. That'd be very interesting because uh, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I mean, a lot of it, it is interesting to think like we've been to a, pretty much most of these cities now, um, but never played a full band show in this capacity. So I think in general, being able to you know, meet a lot of these fans that we know through Instagram and stuff and like, and all these like 
I don't want to say random places, but it feels random to, to me. Yeah. Um, it, it's just going to be super, super rewarding. We had a show um, on our college run in North Dakota. And for me, I was like very interested to see what that was going to be like. And to be honest, it was one of my favorites because one, the show, they, everyone from the school, like mostly came out. I think it was like a freshman or sophomore, I don't know, like uh, school opening kind of thing. And um, afterwards they had like this one bar town, literally like 10 minutes from the school. And uh, we were able to go out there and hang out for a little bit. And it's just like those, you know, small town, even North Dakota, you wouldn't think like, <laughs> what is it like over there? Who knows? But uh, it was cool. It was really cool. I cool. have to say my favorite is the random Midwest towns. Like actually South Dakota, I hate because I got, <laughs> um, I was on tour with someone and one of the crazy fans locked me in a coat closet with the owner. Wait, of what? The I don't even know this one. And this woman locked me in a coat closet and wouldn't leave the venue. Until two That's hours after the show, it, because <laughs> she wanted to give me a full, wanted me to give her a full refund of cash, and I was like, I don't have four hundred dollars in cash on me. This isn't happening. Like, you can call Whoa. my boss. But Damn. I feel like we're missing some parts there. I only got to like the end. Oh well, it, the rest of it doesn't matter. But <laughs> South Dakota, terrifying. Mean they. That was the worst venue I've ever been to. But no, I also had my best days off in. Lincoln, Nebraska, and then Omaha, Nebraska. Swear to God, they are so much fun. I know cool. you're in Omaha. Go to the zoo. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, That's- yeah. Well, new recommendations. Honestly, <laughs> Slavo and I have been like so head in the books, you know, writing the album and getting everything. We have no comprehension of this tour run. Really. <laughs> we really I, don't. It's was, exciting. Yeah. yeah. That's a, you should do that. Like you'll wake up and you'll just be like, "Where the fuck am I?" And then you'll be like somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Um, but definitely go to the zoo in Omaha. I had my favorite day off of my entire life there. And I don't even like animals. So I feel like that's saying something. That is hilarious. <laughs> you guys have been really consistent during this whole time. You're putting out new music every month, which is wild. Good for you guys. How do you curate your set list when, like you said, it's kind of like your first real run at this but you've been around for so long are you playing the favorites are you playing the new stuff it's a good question uh i mean for the pre-recorded thing we did recently um we played a lot of new stuff and uh a couple older ones and i think uh we haven't really sat down and had that conversation yet um but we have 45 minutes so we probably get like 10 to 12 songs in which is really cool um and i think we'll we'll probably try to play all the songs from this new wave um with the exception maybe one or two if we need it but um and then we love playing songs like You Belong. Um, yeah, I was going to say there's certain mainstays on like our first al- first and second album that mm-hmm. usually carry over. Um, love Me Like a Friend. We love playing yeah, a lot. Love Me Like one. a Friend, Lovely. Um, yeah, I'd say there's like maybe like three that usually come from the older waves. I'll um, be very curious too, though, because um, between our conversation when we do have that uh, vibe, our song um, is a a certain vibe that's like not really like our new music or our new wave. And, um, but it's also a really, really fun live song to play. So it's going to be one of those, I think it's going to be a toss up, you know, if that gets thrown in there, because I feel like our fans still do love that song a lot. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see if that makes the cut, but yeah, to answer your question, we're not sure. We're not sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you most excited to play live that, that you, you haven't, haven't yet? Yeah, I, you know, like Salevo said, we just kind of did this like little pre-recorded thing that's airing uh, at the top of August in, in a video game, actually, that we're really excited to announce. Um, oh, but I, there, there's something cool that 
uh, Slavo brings this up a lot when we're in writing sessions that for this album, you, you said a handful of times, like, I really want to write something that feels fun to play live. And I think we really, like, no choice is very all encompassing of that, especially like singing the, the chorus in that. I feel like that's such an energetic moment. Mm -hmm. um, one that I, I, you know, I think is really going to translate live. Um, I, I would say that's probably my my choice right now. What would you say? From the new wave, yeah, I would say no choice. Um, I really like playing Love Me Like a Friend live. It's always fun. Um, I feel like the chorus just translates really well live. Um, yeah, those two. Lovely, I, lovely is always fun to play. It's got a big lovely. chorus to it. Yeah. So yeah, lovely is like um, it's an interesting one because it's it's so emotional and we have a really cool kind of like everything pauses in the world moment in, in when we play that live and then we kind of go back into that last course and it's a really it's a really climactic moment in our set um yeah it's cool being at the stage of our uh music career too because i feel like we have so many songs and we used to you know curate shows where like love me like a friend or songs in that realm would be like the final song but now we have other songs that kind of fit that same mold mm -hmm. Um, and we can throw Love Me Like a Friend like in the second slot and really get the energy going early on. And I think um, that's kind of where our heads really go to, like the, just the tempo of the whole performance and, you know, how people are going to react to this song and then hearing this song after it. And um, Yeah, it'll be fun to, to figure it out. I was going to say, um, rumor has it that we may be playing a song with Jake <laughs> in his set. Um, and, and that's like, I mean, to say we're grateful is an understatement because anytime the support act gets asked to play a song in the headliner, that's like another kind of just a cool moment, you know? Absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I think we're talking about that right now. So if so, it would be really, really, that would be like such a highlight of, of the entire night, I, I would say. Well, October 6th, Brain Music Hall. See you there. Yeah, I guess right. we'll figure it out. Yeah, we, we gotta hang out. With yeah, where where are you guys? We're Boston, in Boston. Right? Yeah, oh, Boston. You said that earlier. Cool. Yeah. How how is that venue? Is, is that a cool spot? It's really fun, it and is, it's yeah, in it's good a area. Honestly, you can't go wrong with Boston venues. Have you have you guys played in Boston before? Maybe a school over there. Yeah, but I don't think we've done like a headlining show. Over yeah, there we did. Um, or any other sport we, or something. Funny enough, kind of random story, but uh, we did a writing trip years ago i don't know four years ago four and a half five years ago um to boston we had a friend um luke nicola we still have a friend he, he he's still with us. <laughs> he's alive he's alive um luke nicola uh and he uh was still going to berkeley at the time and we went out there and we stayed uh he put us up which is very sweet and you know one day he was like hey my my friend's gonna join us for this writing session and uh his friend who we became friends with and she actually opened up for us shortly after is uh, the writer Amy Allen, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with, but like Halsey, Selena Gomez. It's uh, kind of a big Sean, deal. The list goes on this yeah. past year. She's a massive songwriter now. And uh, she opened up for us as Amy and the Engine uh, about <laughs> four years ago, which is crazy. Um, but Boston, yeah, Boston's a cool spot. Crazy stuff over there. So when, when we're there, we'll make sure we grab a drink afterwards and talk about how cool it is there. I want to bring it back to the couple of collaborations that you have. Um, obviously, you had just mentioned you work with the likes of Betty Who. You also have a track with Shafi, Clara May. Wondering, who else are you hoping to work with? We have a couple coming up uh, that we're really excited about for this album. Uh, the next one's different for us, which uh, we always strive to do, but uh, be really exciting. I'll say it's a, it's a he. So his voice sounds really... Um, okay. Really, really cool in the song. Really came out well. Um, but people we'd love to collaborate with, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. John Bellion. 
yeah, John Bellion would be would be a dream. I come over for the, for, the, <laughs> yeah, for this album. We, you know, like Slava was, was saying, you know, we've worked with artists that uh, we've listened to their music for years. So like Clara May, Shafi, even Jake and Betty. Like these, it, we always say Betty was just here this uh, past weekend. We were recording her for a song that we're so excited about. We can't really speak about yet. Um, All good. Her and another artist that is like very exciting. Um, and uh, we, we always say like, we're, we're so blown away so that we're best friends with her. And we listened to her music for so many years and we're such fans and that never goes away. You know, like they could be your best friend, but you still kind of remember when you listen to their album, like yeah. they were out of reach in so many ways. Um, but to tease uh, the upcoming album, the song we're, we're finishing up now, the guy that is featured, he's an international artist, which for us is like, it's a little bit uh, exciting in the respect that we're growing such fans overseas in places like Taiwan and India um, that to get a chance to work with an artist that's quite big over there mm-hmm. is, is another thing we haven't given our fans before. And, and we're, it's taking a risk. You know, I think he's taking a risk. We're taking a risk. We're, we're, we're kind of switching it up. Um, and yeah, we're really excited about that one. And hopefully... Our fans uh, overseas will will be extra excited about it. That is super exciting because you never know what that could open up. Like, imagine touring internationally. That's a whole that's a whole other ball game. Yeah, yeah, and that's something that we we hope to do very soon because we do we have a lot of fans overseas and uh, it's it'll be fun once we finally can get over there. Yep. Yeah, maybe once COVID dies down a little bit, but <laughs> we got to figure that shit out Baby first. Baby steps. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much uh, for calling in. We appreciate it. Before we go, we just like to ask all the artists this question. Um, what are your goals, whether they're personal or business related for like the next year or so? I would say um, probably not the next year, but I really want to buy a house. So working my ass off building the funds and figuring out how to buy a house. <laughs> but not, not in a year, though. There's no way. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hit overnight. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, I think it's possible. Anything. Look, we all know in 24 hours, a lot could change yep. in this industry now more than ever. Um, yeah, I'd say mine is is something happening in the next year that uh, has gives Slavo and I enough of a backbone and sustainability to just be okay for the rest of our lives to do music. You know, I, I think that Salivo and I kind of have, you know, humble mindsets when it comes to that. Like, if we're the biggest artists in the, on the planet tomorrow, that's amazing. But at, we, we really just strive to just be comfortable making music for the rest of our, of our lives, you know? Um, so, that, yeah. And I, and I think that is. I think that's one song that could you just react 10% differently mm-hmm. and, uh, and change uh, the game. Yeah. Well, I think we're both confident yeah. that that's uh, headed your way. <laughs> well, thanks. For sure. Appreciate it. honestly so excited for October 6th at the Brighton Music Hall just because the chemistry between them and Jake is going to be insane and Mm -hmm. I just can't wait to see the actual tour itself that is just such going to be such a great experience for them yeah no I I definitely know that we talked about it in the interview but truly you can tell when like the people that are actually behind the scenes are homies yeah (laughs) it's gonna be a good show uh and i think too like some of their stops like i said the the five shows in a row like they're just gonna have such a blast and i'm excited to have a blast along with them when they're in boston yeah and i hope you guys get to go out and see the show as well 
It's really exciting to talk to them because their career is going to a whole new level with yeah. a whole U.S. tour with one of their friends with new music. Mm-hmm. It just keeps adding on. Yeah, honestly, th- some of their new stuff has been my favorite of theirs. I- I've known their music for quite some time now, but like Be Right There, I think is arguably right, like my all-time favorite song. Be Right song. There and Tomorrow. Like I literally mm-hmm. listen to Tomorrow all day today on repeat. Because I, I can't control myself. I was at a, a party not too long ago, and um, we, my friends do. I feel like people don't even know that this is a thing. On Spotify, you can share a queue with a bunch of people, and we were all doing that. And I put "Be Right There" on by Fly By Midnight, and I'm not lying. When that came on, every single person there like gasped, and they're like, "What song is this?" And I, I this is not a fake story either. It genuinely happened, and I was like, "Oh my god, do you guys like this song?" Like I'm interviewing them next week. This is Fly By Midnight, and then we, we put it on again, and they listen to it two times in a row. Oh, I love that. Right. So, anyways, I think I, I you know what? While we're here, I think I was a little nervy for the for the episode because I'm I'm such a good fan. Devin's so like fearless. You're so good at talking to people. I'm not good at talking to people. Sure, you did I mention guess, that you like, got locked in the closet and you said that <laughs> for a few times. Yeah, I just, I don't know. That's life, man. You can't stress it. But anyways, you can find Fly By Midnight on Instagram at Fly By Midnight. And check out their new songs on top of the Music You're Missing playlist located on Spotify. And while you're typing Music You're Missing into the search bar, you can also go over to Instagram and type Music You're Missing in the search bar and find us there. So yeah, thank you Fly By Midnight for calling in. And thanks again to Playlist Push for sponsoring this episode. Reminder, use the code MYMPOD for 10% off your next Playlist Push campaign. That's it for us. Toodaloo. Bye.